Broadcasting live to New York, Bloomberg 1130. To Washington, D.C., Bloomberg 991. To Boston, Bloomberg 1200. To San Francisco, Bloomberg 960. To the country, Sirius XM Channel 119. And around the globe, the Bloomberg Radio Plus app and Bloomberg.com. This is Bloomberg Surveillance. Morning at 7.30 on Wall Street. I'm Michael McKee along with Tom Keen. Uh, we are being buffeted by the winds of central banks, but uh, there are some company stories out there that you'll want to pay attention to as you begin your investing day. Valiant giving a new sales and profit forecast for 2016 lower than the drug maker had predicted in December. Sales 11 to 12, uh, 11 to 11.2 billion down from 12 and a half to 12.7. Earnings will be $9.50 to $10.50 down from 13.25 to 13.75. David Campari Milano, the Italian distiller is going to buy French cognac maker Grand Marnier Group. Uh, $760 million is the valuation for the company and Sony paying $750 million to the estate of Michael Jackson for the late pop star's stake in their joint music business. He gets control of a, uh, it gets control of a catalog that includes the artist Sting and Alicia Keys. And now let's check in with the artist Michael Barr for the latest world of national headlines. Michael. Thank you very much, Mike. It is primary day in five states. Democrat Hillary Clinton is hoping to stretch her lead over rival Bernie Sanders. Donald Trump is hoping for a big day, especially in delegate-rich Ohio and Florida, to pad his lead. Meanwhile, an attack ad against Donald Trump hit national cable television this week, showing women reading quotes by Trump that many women might find offensive. Calling in ABC's Good Morning America, Trump was asked this morning if he's seen the ad. I have seen it, and it was a Romney deal, you know, who ran one of the worst races in the history of presidential politics. He should have easily beaten a failed President Obama. And, uh, you know, they're just, it's a lot of sour grapes. Former Alaska Governor Sarah Palin was campaigning for Trump yesterday in Florida, but had to return home after her husband was injured in a snowmobile accident. President Obama predicts the Cuban embargo will be lifted by his successor, President Obama spoke to CNN just days before his historic visit to Cuba. Dallas CV won the 1,000-mile Iditarod sled dog race. Global News, 24 hours a day, powered by our 2,400 journalists and more than 150 news bureaus from around the world. I'm Michael Barr. Mike? Thank you, Michael. Time now for the Ray Katina Auto Group Bloomberg NBC Sports Update with Rob Bushman. Thank you, Mike, and good morning. You have just a few hours left to get your brackets in as the NCAA and NIT tournaments get underway today. And good luck to Fairleigh Dickinson as the Knights got hot at the right time. They're 18 and 14. They take on Florida Gulf Coast. 640 is tip-off from Dayton as part of the East Region. That game to be followed by Vanderbilt and Wichita State, a pair of 11 seeds scheduled for a 9-10 tip-off. On the ice, things are heating up with the Islanders. Steal by Clutterbuck. He scores! A backhander by Clutterbuck. With a minute and 39 seconds remaining in the third period, have taken a 3-2 lead. And if they win this one, they'll have pulled off a Houdini end. MSG with the call as the Islanders down 2-0, entering the third, scored three times in five minutes and 41 seconds. And you couple that with Thomas Grice, who had 23 saves. Islanders beat the Panthers to pull ahead or to pull within a point of the Rangers for second in the Metro Division. And to baseball, Tigers get a three-run homer from J.D. Martinez to beat the Mets 9-2. But the real story, David Wright, good to see him back in action. He went one for five in an intra-squad scrimmage game. That's your NBC Sports Radio and Bloomberg Update. Mike? Thank you very much, Rob Butchka. If you do have your brackets filled out, um, 
you got to, of course, wait and see what happens with the play-in games. First one this afternoon, Fairleigh Dickinson against Florida Gulf Coast. That's at uh, 340 this afternoon. This is Bloomberg Radio. And this is Bloomberg Surveillance. I'm Michael McKee, along with Tom Keene. On a day when uh, we see some disappointment in the markets over perhaps the Japanese central bank doing nothing or perhaps the anticipation of the Fed doing nothing. S&P futures down 11 points right now, six-tenths. Dow futures are off by four-tenths, uh, 74 points on that index. It is uh, time now for the Bloomberg NJIT STEM report, brought to you by New Jersey Institute of Technology, partnering with government and industry to apply the university's world-class research assets to innovate and spur economic growth. Learn more at njit.edu. Here is Bob Moon. Michael, good morning. Coming up on 735 on Wall Street, and here's what's making news in science, technology, engineering, and math. Would you buy a self-driving car from this man? The Google executive in charge of the company's autonomous auto project is aiming to sell the concept to lawmakers on Capitol Hill today. Chris Ermson's prepared testimony points to the benefits of less spending for roads, parking garages, and public transportation systems. He urges Congress to seize a huge opportunity to further the technology by enabling the Department of Transportation to get behind deployment of self-driving cars. Representatives of General Motors, Delphi Automotive, and the ride booking service Lyft also scheduled to testify. An ex-Twitter engineer who sued over alleged gender bias probably won't get to expand her case to challenge a contract provision barring departing employees from recruiting their colleagues. That would let Twitter and other Silicon Valley companies dodge a bullet that could force an end to the hiring practice. And what's causing warming of the planet? The answer may be frozen in time, and scientists are drilling down deep to find it sealed in an ice core that allows them to see changes in the atmosphere over time. They'll need to drill to find ice that's one and a half million years old, about the time the interval between ice ages grew to about 100,000 years. The composition might offer clues to what causes Earth's climate cycles. And that's the Bloomberg NJIT STEM report. Mike, if you want to know how far they need to go for one and a half million year old ice, think of a core sample that's something like a two-mile-long popsicle when it's laid from end to end. <laughs> I know some kids that would like that. <laughs> uh, Cherry-flavored, if if you please. You Bob go. Moon, thank you very much. We're talking with E.J. Dion, uh, of course, uh, the longtime American political journalist and commentator, longtime op-ed columnist for The Washington Post. He's a senior fellow in governance studies at the Brookings Institution. He's also a prolific author, and I want to talk to you about uh, some of your books. Obviously, uh, where Why the Right Went Wrong is your latest book, Tom was uh, talking uh, about that uh, just a few moments ago. I want to go back to some of some of your back catalogs, see if we can sell some of those. I'm, I'm all for that, although I can't get that two-mile-long popsicle out of my head. <laughs> I know. <laughs> you, you, you got kids who would like that, too, I'm sure. Uh, uh, 1991, Why Americans Hate Politics. Um, that was a long time ago. What would you, what would you update it uh, with today? What would you say if you were writing that today? The core argument that I made there is something I still believe and I still think is true for a lot of Americans, which is um, that uh, politics often presents itself as a series of false choices uh, that people uh, don't accept as real choices. For you know, one of the things I wrote about back then is 
at the time we were talking a lot about what well, you're either a feminist or you're pro-family. Well, we know 25 years later that uh, most people still care a lot about the family, but they also believe that uh, men and women are equal. The, another one was a false choice between you know, you're pro-environment or you're for economic growth. Well, we've shown over a long period of time that we could have economic growth and protect the environment at the same time. So I think the argument about uh, false choices, I, would, I still think, is very much is very relevant to our politics now. Um, I think back then I did not anticipate that conservatives would move as resolutely uh, to the right as they have uh, now. I read that book was written during the presidency of George H.W. Uh, Bush, the first uh, President Bush, who obviously presented a very different profile than we're seeing today, particularly uh, from Donald Trump. And in this campaign, we saw that, uh, at least for now, there are some more Bushes coming up. But the uh, Bush option is not an option that Americans uh, wanted to take this time. Another, another book you wrote, 1996, uh, They Only Looked at Why Progressives Will Dominate the Next Political Era. Uh, maybe a little early. But we're there now. Uh, do they continue to dominate? You know, we're looking at uh, Sanders and, and Clinton argue over who's more progressive. But four years from now, are we going to be hearing the same? Well, in that book, my point was that uh, in a period of great uh, economic change, which we were beginning to go through then, the, the rise of the tech era, uh, Americans tend to look to government to take some steps to make things fairer, that a lot of people are dislocated in periods of economic change. Um, you know, we went from farm to factory, from small town to the big city, a hundred or so, uh, over a hundred years ago now. And we were moving, starting in the 90s, from an industrial economy to a tech economy. And I think you're seeing in the revolts of voters supporting Bernie Sanders, who's clearly explicitly pro-government, but also Trump, who's got this very mixed, complicated ideology with a dose of authoritarianism in it, um, you're seeing the same frustrations with our failure to manage this economic transition. I think yeah. that so much of the turmoil is so many people are being hurt mm -hmm. in this economic transition, and they're not getting much help uh, getting through it. Too much to talk about. E.J. Dion with us, uh, with the Washington Post. This new book, Why the Right Went Wrong, Conservatism. From Goldwater, the Tea Party, uh, and beyond, with an important perspective on AUH20. Yeah, we'll definitely continue uh, our conversation with EJ throughout the political year. Yeah, it is uh, a most interesting thing. And, of course, what we're trying to do, folks, is less the horse race and much more driving forward to the dialogue. Which oh, I to thought me, you were going to say some part of the horse. No, no, <laughs> no, uh, which, which seems to me to be, yeah, there's more after Florida and Ohio. Uh, but the, 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 the conventions beckon, to say the least. <laughs> futures negative 10, Dow futures negative 67, Bloomberg surveillance. Bloomberg Surveillance is brought to you by SCNB. The bank for business is on the move. Are you looking for the right banking partner? Go to scnb.com to learn more. Now open in Long Island City. Get your business moving with SCNB.